Hey, it's Jeff Coleman, direct response copywriter and host of the Psychology of Copywriting podcast. You're listening to Relationships and Revenue Podcast with John Hewlin. This is Relationships and Revenue, the show where real answers come from real discussions about what holds men back in their relationships at home and in business. A better bottom line at work means improving life at home. This show is all about helping you become a better entrepreneur and a better man. Welcome back, everyone, to the Relationships and Revenue Podcast. I am your host, John Hewlin. So happy you decided to join me today. And as you heard from the introduction, I have a new friend to share with all of you. His name is Jeff Coleman. Jeff, how are you? Great. How are you doing today? I am fantastic. Now, I say new. That's new to all of you who are listening and watching, <laughs> but not new to me. But just to get things rolling here, let me tell you a little bit about Jeff. As you heard him say, he does have his own podcast. His podcast is related to what he does, and that is copywriting. That's right. We're going to get all into the ins and outs of copywriting, what it is, why it's important, that sort of thing very soon. But he is a copywriter, but more importantly, he is an entrepreneur. And let me see if I get this right, Jeff, you tell me. Jeff helps entrepreneurs and founders align their brand voice with their ideal client's aspirational identity. Does that sound right? That sounds like a whole mouthful of, of gobbledygook, right? But yeah, that, that's pretty accurate. So yeah. let, me, let me say it a different way. Let me simplify. Let me make it easier. In other words, Jeff writes high converting copy for thought leaders, consultants, and industry experts. Yeah, yeah, Absolutely. Nailed it. All right. <laughs> Boom. Okay. So now, however, I will say, as I often say when I have guests on, and you all know this, because if you've been paying attention to me for any length of time, you'll recognize what I'm about to say. And that is this. Jeff has two other titles that I bet he holds in much higher regard than those. And that is husband and dad. Depends on the day, but you know, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, let's hope they don't listen to this episode. Then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, now that we've told everybody just a little bit about you, Jeff, take us back. What we'd really like to know is you didn't just one day wake up and say, I should be a copywriter. So get fill us in a little bit. How did you start? Where did it all come from? What led you into this and where you are today? Yeah, great question. Uh, and something that I don't get asked often enough. So thank you for uh, allowing me to talk about myself. Wow, what an honor. Um, yeah, so <laughs> when I was growing up, uh, believe it or not, when I was growing up, I barely spoke a word, barely spoke a single word till I was about five or even a little bit after five years old. Um, the family joke, and you know, there's, there's truth in a lot of jokes, but the family joke mm -hmm. was that my brother... Uh, my older brother spoke enough for both of us, so I didn't need to talk. Um, he was certainly somebody with the gift of gab. But mm. um, uh, yeah, so I, I, as a young kid especially, but even growing up in, in elementary school and, and throughout, um, or, or uh, basically on the way through you know, junior high and high school as well, I really struggled to find my own voice. I struggled to find um, how to communicate who I was, how to communicate the ideas that I had. Mm -hmm. um, now, as an introvert, as an internal processor, as someone who didn't speak very often, I had a lot of thoughts. I had a lot of time to think through those thoughts. 
and think through how I wanted to speak them and, and say them. Mm-hmm. What I tended to do instead of uh, saying them out loud, though, was writing them down. And so I wrote my first book at eight years old, like not, not just like a one or two page story, but like a, a full on chapter book, wow. a kid sized chapter book. Uh, and that became my way of telling my stories, getting my ideas out there and making sure that I was the hero, making sure that I was the one that everyone was focused on for a change <laughs> instead of um, other people that, that had louder voices, more brash uh, opinions and those things. So I found that through writing my, uh, using my words through writing, uh, that I could get attention, essentially, that I could craft a world as well that, that was the way I wanted it to be. Mm. Um, and again, where, where I won, where I got heard, all those things. Mm-hmm. So long story short, then, uh, oh man, decades later, I found that I could still, uh, I could use this thing that I love doing, writing. I could use it to help other people find their voice too. other people to express their ideas, to get out their messages. Uh, Maybe they didn't have an older brother that was dominating over top of them, but they had um, self-doubt that wasn't letting them get their their voice out there. They had Mm. um, louder voices in the marketplace that that were uh, drowning them out, whatever it was, Mm -hmm. Um, whatever their version of that older brother was, I could help them overcome that um, because while, while they were looking to have it done proverbially speaking, I had done it literally speaking, mm-hmm. uh, you know, overcome this, this, uh, um, not that he was, a an obstacle to me whatsoever, but, you know, overcoming this, this other voice that I need, needed to, uh, to, uh, that I needed to find a way to write around essentially. So now I get to help people do that, um, and get their ideas heard. Okay. Okay. Great. So let's dig a little deeper into this whole concept of copywriting. Um, because as you know, this podcast is called Relationships and Revenue. And one of the purposes of this podcast is to help entrepreneurs get better at what they do. I want to, or my goal in having guests on is to bring in people who are experts in certain areas to be able to help. And you are an expert in the area of copywriting. So first of all, tell us what is copywriting? Well, it's not a legal term. You're not applying for a copyright or a patent or a trademark. That was my original thought of what copywriting was. So if others have that uh, opinion or idea as well, you're in, you're in uh, I won't say good company, but you're in company. Um, that was my original idea as well. So copywriting is basically, it's been, it's been stated as salesmanship in print. So it's, it's using your words um, to get your message across. So every word on your website, every word in your emails, every word uh, on a sales page or in a letter or whatever you send out, that's all copy. Um, And so copywriting is the act of writing that copy or copywriters are the people who write those words. Okay. Now, would you also include the term copywriting for things like social media posts? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, any, any of the words that you write for your business that whether it has a goal of converting to a sale or whether it just has a goal of uh, increasing your brand overall, um, those are both copywriting, just two different facets of copywriting, but, but they both fall under that uh, general term for sure. Okay, well, let's talk about that for just a minute, the differentiation you just made between the type of copywriting that leads to sales and the type of copywriting that leads to increasing brand awareness. Mm-hmm. So help us understand what's the difference between those two. 
Yeah. So I'll start with the brand awareness piece. That's, that's anything that you're doing to, to try to increase your exposure, to try to um, get people to, to be familiar with your brand, your company, you as a person, whether you're a personal brand or a business, mm-hmm. um, anything to, to make people more aware of who you are that isn't directly related to a, it doesn't have a pitch at the end of it, essentially. So a social media post with a, with a quote card from somebody uh, famous, you know, that's brand awareness. You're trying to align that inspirational thought uh, with you as a brand. You're trying to align that in your customers or potential customers' mind. Um, you know, so those are types of brand, that's, that's a type of a brand awareness uh, copywriting. Uh, and then there's um, the stuff that does lead to a pitch. And that's typically called direct response copywriting or conversion copywriting, where um, you might still be putting out the quotes, you might still be trying to inspire people, but you're also trying to sell them something at the end of the day. So often you're, um, you're walking people then through um, in the way that you write, in the style that you write, in the words that you use, you're, you're walking people through a framework, you're writing through a framework, they don't know it as, as the reader necessarily, um, unless they're a copywriter too, in which case they probably recognize it. But they're, you know, you're walking them through a, hey, this is how your brain's going to uh, work, this is how your brain is going to um, accept a sale, accept a pitch idea. Uh, so we're going to write in this specific type of, of framework or type of uh, formula and then at the end, it's going to be a, hey, this, this thing I'm selling, this service I'm offering, uh, that's going to make your life better. Um, why don't you go ahead and buy it or at least check it out? That type of thing is, is more direct response. Um, the copy that is trying to lead directly to a sale. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, thank you for differentiating that because I'm certain that some of our listeners and viewers out there were like, okay, copywriting, it's writing words, but now you're talking about different kinds. I so I hopefully was able to help bring that out of you, which yeah. in turn will help the list. Yeah. And another way to think of it is, um, you know, there are, there's, there's pieces of content that you write or have someone write for you that, um, that things like a blog post, you know, that typically is just value based. You're trying to oh. mm-hmm. provide value, whether it's right. through inspiration or knowledge or whatever, you're trying to provide that value to your prospective customers. Mm-hmm. Um, the other one is trying to pitch them a product. Okay. Now I want to ask you the why question. Mm. Okay, here it is. So I'm going to use myself as an example. So why should I, John Hewlin, as the podcaster, as the entrepreneur, as the speaker, as the coach, whatever role, why should I care about copywriting? Well, like I said, uh, I'm going to speak mostly to, to the direct response side, the, the pitch okay. side, because that's mostly what I do is, okay. is writing to, to um, walk people down the path towards a sale. That's, that's most of what I do. Okay. So why should you care? Well, our brains work in a very, it's a very complicated way, way, and yet our brains are very simple and, and um, formulaic in how they process, how our brains process information. Mm-hmm. So um, which is why I geek out on the neuroscience stuff and psychology stuff on my own podcast. But anyway. Oh, dude, um, I love that stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's fascinating stuff. Mm-hmm. So the reason that we have uh, in the copywriting world that we have things like frameworks or formulas is because those are based on how we know the brain works. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing when you're when you're going through a sales script, when you're, when you're in sales training or something, right? They're walking you through those same um, bits of information. You're just learning how to do it verbally instead of uh, written mm-hmm. in most cases anyway. So 
why should you care about copywriting? Because we as copywriters have our our job is to hone the craft of essentially following how the brain works to to convince people in an ethical and uh, and good way, uh, convince people that they need your product, they need your service, they need you, mm-hmm. uh, and they need to give you the money in order to do that. So, um, right. if you're just writing off the top of your head all the time, if you're just throwing out ideas, um, those might be really those might be really powerful ideas. But unless you know how to word it properly and frame it correctly, mm-hmm. um, they're not, chances are they're not going to go anywhere. Those ideas are just going to get. Uh, lost in that one post they're not going to lead to a sale the 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 ideas that you're trying to share the message that you're trying to spread isn't going to catch so to Mm. speak because you haven't um you haven't honed it uh you haven't framed it you haven't done with it what you should uh in order to actually help that message catch on help that pitch uh convince people that they need you i think i broke up (laughs) yeah you did that's okay we'll we'll edit that part out and just let you kind of take I'll take it over from here. Okay. So let me let me ask it this way. So you, you were talking about basically the sales side of copywriting. And so let's say I come up with an idea and I introduce the idea in a social media post. Mm-hmm. Now, my intention with the post is only to introduce the idea. It's not sales directly with that. Mm-hmm. But my question to you is, how do I take these great ideas that come to me, sometimes literally in the middle of the night, how do I turn that into great copy that brings sales? How do I do that? Yeah. Well, um, the first idea, the first step, rather, has nothing to do with writing itself. It's, it's about planning. Okay. It's about making sure that you actually have a thought out uh, in my case, I would write them down. Everyone's brain works a bit differently. Maybe you don't need to write it down. Maybe you just need to think through it or brainstorm it for a little while, but you need to plan, um, plan out your posts, plan out your, your marketing in general. Um, there's this thing called hope marketing, right? Where, where you just, you throw something up against the wall and you hope that it works. You, you <laughs> put out a post with a great idea yeah. that maybe isn't fully formulated yet. And even in your own mind, you mm-hmm. don't know, does this lead to a product? Does this lead to a uh, is this is this going to be my platform, my main idea for for maybe as a thought leader, um, or is it going to lead to an online course? Uh, you know, you haven't thought the whole thing through, and you just put it out there, and you kind of mm-hmm. um, you stunt its growth in that sense. So, uh, hope marketing is not a great way to to run a business. That's always your first step: mm-hmm. is get out of hope marketing, get into actually planning what you're going to market. Okay, um, but we wouldn't do that with with our with our with our budget. We wouldn't do that with our accounting. We wouldn't go. Well, I hope everything kind of you know, evens out. I hope that, I hope that my, what I've written down in a notepad actually aligns with, with the receipts I have. You wouldn't do that in any other area of your business. Right. Um, certainly not if you're going to be a successful business owner, but um, yeah. So the first step is, is don't just hope actually plan. And then you, you, um, you can formulate then, which is maybe a too, too, too much of a geeky word, but you can actually figure out or plan. Um, okay. It's, it's not just this one post, this one post that it's going to connect to a series of emails or it's going to connect to a series of Facebook live um, events or, or it's going to lead to a whole product launch. Mm-hmm. Right. So you don't know where it's going to go until you actually plan it out um, beforehand. You don't just post it and hope that it works. You, you put some forethought into it first, mm. um, which again, 
things like frameworks and formulas, they're helpful because you, they, they force you to actually then put some more thought into what you're posting on social media uh, mm-hmm. or what you're uh, blasting out as an email to your list, right? They actually force you to, to know, oh, where does this thing, where does this message, where does this email, where does this post, where does it fit in the plan? Where does it fit in the formula? Um, yeah, because like I said, otherwise, if you're just basing your, your business on hope, um, mm-hmm. those, those things aren't going to go very far. Those, those new ideas that woke you up in the middle of the night and that you just had to write down because uh, it was such a good idea. If you just put it out there as a, as a tweet, it's not going um, to go very far until you figure out, okay, this is going to be a tweet leading to an email, leading to a course um, right. as, one, as one particular example. Right, right, exactly. All right, so we've definitely established that what you write is extremely important. Having a plan for it ahead of time is even better. So mm-hmm. now that we know the importance of all of that, let me ask you this. How are we going to create this great copy You know that, that takes our, our personal brands, our businesses to that next level two or three. Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, there, there is a point in, uh, in your business where it's, it's something that you need to outsource at some point. I typically okay. say, you know, once you hit uh, six figures, it's something to begin thinking about to outsourcing copywriting to, to professional. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but a lot of us are, are before that mark. Right. And so we need to, uh, we need to do it ourselves and, mm-hmm no matter what stage of business you're in now, uh, we all started at that place where uh, so there's no shame in anything of, of, of having to do it yourself for sure. Um, so how do we go about doing that? Mm-hmm. Well, we, we, we plan our work and we work our plan, right? So we, we know the, the, we know the, the order that we want to send thing out, things out. We know we have the sketch of, of what the plan is. Mm-hmm. Then it comes down to um, your best bet is to go out and learn I sound like such a framework evangelist. I'm, I am, but I'm, I don't mean to be uh, so blunt about it, but, you know, find out a framework that works for you. I've heard, I've heard you in the past, John, talking about uh, story brand as a, as a framework. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that's what it is. It's a framework. It tells you to, to write your copy in a certain order to figure certain things out about the customer, the avatar that you're speaking to, um, such as their transformation that they want to go through the problem they're trying to overcome, mm-hmm. um, the successes and failures, uh, at the end of the story, you know, all those things, all that is, is a framework that tells you, um, you've done the plan. So you know what you're going to write about, and it gives right. you a, a framework or formula to walk through as you write it. Um, and there are other uh, frameworks out there. The most simple is just PAS problem agitate solution. Okay. So you speak to the problem um, mm-hmm. that your prospects are, are, are dealing with, then you agitate it. You, um, pardon the, the crude imagery, but you, 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 you twist the knife. You, okay. uh, yeah, yeah. right. You, you, um, you don't just speak to the problem, but you tell them, Hey, if you continue on this path in five years, mm-hmm. things are going to be way worse. That's right. Uh, you you tell them, you tell them essentially, if you don't fix it, here's what you can expect. Yeah. yeah. Even if it's, even if that's just the status quo, right? Sometimes yeah. the status quo is, hey, if you don't start saving for, for retirement right now, in five years, you're going to be five years behind, which means you're going to have missed out on five years of, of uh, accrued interest and all that stuff. Right. Um, right. And then the S is solution. So then you've, you've 
identified with their problem, you've agitated that problem, mm-hmm. and then you've shown them, hey, here's what I do to offer uh, to help people overcome that problem mm-hmm. uh, is I offer this product or this service. Yeah. Uh, so that's a really easy one, PAS, problem agitate solution. Okay. Um, there are tons of frameworks out there that you can sure. learn about, but uh, those are two really simple and easy one, and popular ones uh, that you can find it with a quick Google search of, of how do I write like this so that my message actually gets heard. Uh, my idea actually starts to, to catch fire, so to speak. You know, a, a kind of a, I wouldn't say it's a beginning step because you just mentioned a couple of the really elementary or beginning steps that are necessary, but something that's really helpful to me when it comes to this sort of thing, it's trying to, you mentioned avatar earlier, avatar, ideal client, however you want to say it. Um, For many of us, our avatar is our formerly stuck selves. That's who we're trying to reach because we know it well. We were in the midst of something that was really hard and mm-hmm. we had to work through it in order to get to the other side. And once we did, the clarity came, the heavens opened, the <laughs> angels started singing, oh, you know, we got it. We finally got it. And so now we have a little bit of something that we can use to help other people. And so I, I don't know how it is for you, but I know for me, when I'm helping people, when it comes, I'll mention specifically when I'm helping men deal with a lot of interpersonal issues within their marriages, I can see things that they can't see. Mm -hmm. I can see it coming way down the road because they just, they don't have the eyes to see it yet. I say yet because it it will require work to get there. But, and that's just, excuse me, one example of that. And so that's, that's something I like to use is, using my formerly stuck self as a way that's the person I'm trying to reach. And I know who that person is and I know what it takes to get through to that person. Now I might not know the exact verbiage, which Mm -hmm. is where someone like you comes into play, but I can get, I can essentially create my own framework out of that. I just may need help saying how to say it the right way. Yeah. And I mean, often, often the person that you, uh, look to then as someone like a coach, perhaps a copywriter to help you get that uh, messaging right. But often if you just need to get the thought out of your head, mm-hmm. we'll put it into a framework or, or, or what have you, then, then often it's a coach uh, or a consultant that you hire. And most coaches yeah. and consultants are doing exactly what you just said. They're working with people three years behind them, right? That their avatar, that coach's avatar is, is them three years ago, yep. um, which may well be where you are today, which may well be where your, where your clients will be in three years. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, I've heard that one often, um, that in a lot of cases, especially for online entrepreneurs, um, and for, um, thought leaders and and coaches and consultants, those types of folks, their ideal customer, ideal avatar is themselves three years ago because they know that avatar and they know that person so intimately, Mm -hmm. obviously, because it's themselves. Yeah. Doesn't work so well for, you know, brick and mortar stores or, or bigger businesses necessarily, but, um, you know, if you're selling shoes, your avatar is a bit different. Um, if you're Reebok or Foot Locker <laughs> yeah. or whatever, then exactly. um, then your avatar, I mean, I guess you needed shoes three years ago too, but your avatar is probably broader than just yourself three years ago. Um, my avatar, interestingly enough, switched from me three years ago to me three years from now. Uh, Interesting. Okay. Is, it's probably more like me in 10 or 20 years where yeah. I, I, uh, I made the switch 
of working with um, coaches and consultants and, and thought leaders and folks like that who are in uh, something of a uh, startup phase or ramp up phase mm-hmm. early on in their business. Yeah. Uh, and then my business pivoted to where my clients all of a sudden are, are folks that are three, five, 10 years ahead of me in terms of their income. Uh, and they're bringing me on because they don't, uh, they don't have the time in their business anymore to, right. to write or even to, to spend the time, you know, brainstorming and ideating where they need to bring me in to help with that in order to get the words out. Mm-hmm. Um, so essentially going from people who are making six figures as clients to people who are making seven and eight um, as, as clients. Um, so that's, that's not me right now, but hopefully that's me in three years. So yeah. Um, yeah. At least I, I certainly hope. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Future Jeff wants to make seven or eight figures. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and he should. Uh-huh. All right. So let me ask you this then, Jeff. If we are convinced that copywriting is important, and, and I already am, but let's say those who are listening or watching, they'd never really given thought to it before, and they're starting to consider it now, and they're understanding how important it is can they realistically expect to write copy that's the kind of stuff that you would write? Is that even a realistic goal? I, it's a great question. Uh, and again, I think I said this earlier, I've never been asked that one before. Um, so <laughs> thank you for asking it. The, my, my honest answer is no, you okay. can't. And so John, I'll use you as, as an example. John, your, your job, your role, your purpose, your, 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 what you need to do to fulfill your own, um, you know, role in this world. Um, your role is not to become a copywriter. Right? No. That, that might be mine. Mine mm-hmm. is to help other people find their voice and write the words that, that help them get their message out there. Mm-hmm. That's not yours. Right. So you should, and, and your audience should strive to become a good copywriter Mm-hmm. Um, but it shouldn't be your goal to, to become a great copywriter as in, this is my new profession. I'm, I'm as good as, as, as some of the greats. If you get that to that level, awesome. Then you should switch to being a copywriter because when you're, when you're at that level of the greats, then you're making, you're making those seven or eight figures. Right. You're, you're charging a hundred thousand dollars for one email. Yeah. Um, right. Um, I'm not there yet. I'm not charging a hundred thousand dollars for anything, but um, that shouldn't be your goal. Your, your goal, I often say, you don't have to be a copywriter to write great copy. Mm. So you don't have to do what I do to write really well, but you should, you're still, your business focus should still be on what you do, what makes you great, what makes you unique, and what is your calling in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and unless your calling is to be a great copywriter, um, then you should just focus on learning, learning how to write really good copy uh, so learning the frameworks, learning um, some of those ideas, having a having a um, an eye out for you know as you're reading a book, oh what he said right there might apply to how I write that my, that next email or oh that's a great story I should include that in a blog post like having an eye out for that stuff, mm-hmm. um, but at the, at the risk of being overly blunt and sounding like a jerk, um, no your goal shouldn't be to become as as good as me or i know you had mike kim on you shouldn't you shouldn't strive to be as good as him or 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 other greats um you should strive to become good 
and then become great at what you actually do and what, how you actually serve your audience. Okay. That makes, that makes yes. sense. I'm not too much of a jerk. Am I? No, no not <laughs> at all. I get that. Yeah. It's, I, I want you to let, I want to let you know, Jeff, if no one has told you this before, if you are specifically asked to talk about you, it's okay to toot your own horn. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It's okay to do that. Yeah. I'm also Canadian. So I just have to apologize for everything. Right. <laughs> well, no apologies necessary <laughs> on this place and on this show, man, not at all. No. All right. So sorry for apologizing. If <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> if I get to the point where I'm like, okay, I just, I'm trying the copywriting thing and I just can't do it. How do I find someone to help me? Because that's I mean, huge, are, man. I mean, yeah. how, how, how would I know? I, I don't know who's good and who's not. Yeah. Um, like with anything with, with design, with, with other things in your business, you can go to Fiverr, you can go to Upwork mm -hmm. uh, or 99designs if you're looking for those uh, types of, of deliverables. You can find good people there. Mm -hmm. the, the better place to go, the more um, where you'll have more confidence, more chance of success is if you tap your network, you know, mm -hmm. ask people, um, that you trust, that you know, um, maybe it's just in a Facebook group or a Slack group uh, and you haven't met them in person, but you still know them, right? Mm -hmm. um, ask them, hey, who's who's a good copywriter that you've used, that you had success with? Okay. Um, and then find yourself a, a handful, check out their work, um, start with just their own site. Does their own site convince you of, of, mm -hmm. of uh, you know, they're, that they're good at what they do? Hopefully yeah. they have some examples of what they uh, have written. Right. Um, if not, you can ask them uh, like for myself. You, if you ask me if you're a potential client, I have a password protected place where I, where I oh, send okay. you. Um, but I tend other than authority logos of who I worked with, I tend to not have samples on my website. But, um, right. you know, so tap your network, ask, hey, who have you used? Who is who does really well uh, or who writes really well um, that I should that I should reach out to. OK. Where does budget come into the whole process of this yeah and that's that's why there's there's that huge range right you can go to fiverr you can find someone super cheap mm -hmm. um you can tap your network that's going to likely be a bit more expensive mm -hmm. um but your your budget should um should obviously be a, a huge factor because there are there are copywriters who will range anywhere from um charging you you know 100 or 50 bucks for writing an email uh, there are others who are going to charge you 500 or a thousand for writing a single email. Mm. Um, there are others who are going to charge you, you know, we already talked about a hundred thousand for an email. Um, right. um, so that's really figure out, you know, where's your marketing budget. Um, I tend, or I think 10, it tends to be, you know, 10% of your revenue should be reflected in your, in your marketing budget. Perhaps you agree or disagree, John, but okay. um, a, a portion of that certainly needs to be in, uh, in copywriting. Now assets uh, to your business, like your website, that's just a one-time expense. Um, ongoing emails, ongoing social media things. If you hire for that, um, then that's more obviously an ongoing expense. So you're looking for someone who isn't going to charge you a hundred thousand bucks or, or a thousand per email. Right. Um, but um, yeah, and so I, even on my intake form, um, before we ever hop on a call, my intake form asks you what, what's your uh, expected revenue from this project and what's your budget for this project. Mm -hmm. um, so, and I know um, if, um, you know, if, if you expect to make $5 million from this project, mm -hmm. uh, that's probably going to be reflected in the price that I, that I offer to you or the, the mm -hmm. proposal that I send to you. 
but also it gives you an idea right then and there on my intake form. Hey, you know, here's four budget ranges. I think it's 2,500 to 5,000, five to 10, 10 to 20, 20 plus. Um, right. So right there, you know, Oh, if, if your budget's under 2,500, it might not be, I might not be a, right, a good fit, the right fit, right. but others, you know, they'll work with, with smaller budgets. Others will work with, you know, they won't take a project under $50,000. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> those are the really good ones as well. Right. Um, so your budget, it, it has to be, um, like I said before, if, if you're under a hundred thousand uh, dollars in, you can decide whether that's revenue or whether that's net income. Mm -hmm. um, then I, I wouldn't think you're at the spot where you should hire a copywriter. You can invest in other areas of your business. Um, mm -hmm. And I know that a lot, of, a lot of people aren't at six figures yet. And that's fine. Uh, that's totally good. But look for other areas where you can um, invest in your business. If that's, if, if that's still where you're at. Um, yeah. Once you hit that six figure mark, then yeah, you can look for a good copywriter. Um, as with, you know, if you're hiring a roofer or hiring a plumber or whatever, don't go with the cheapest option um, unless you're willing to accept the, um, the outcome of the cheapest option. You don't necessarily have to go with the highest option either. Uh, right. I tend to, I tend to with, with contractors that I hire, uh, whether they're for, you know, fellow copywriters or for roofers or plumbers, I tend to go with the middle option anyway. Mm -hmm. um, not the high, not the low, but the middle. So you right. can do the same with, with hiring a copywriter. Okay. That's a long winded way to go about <laughs> saying it depends. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, so talk to us about, let me, let me ask it this way. Let's say somebody wants to learn how to be a good copywriter do you have something available that someone's like hey jeff i like you i like your style i like the way you do things i want to learn more about how to do copywriting from you do you have anything like that for folks today uh yes so i have templates um that that, that i got off my site for people to, to purchase uh mm -hmm. so like a sales page template uh, oh, okay. um, coming out in, uh, July. I don't know when I didn't even ask when we're, when we're airing this one, but coming out in July, 2021, I've got a, uh, a, um, a, a bundle of templates coming out that are very much, uh, specific to personal brands and, and kind of aligned with, with Mike Kim's book actually, that, that just nice. uh, is, is coming out, uh, mid July mm -hmm. as well. You were the brand. Um, so templates about how, if you're a personal brand business, um, here's a template for your homepage. Here's a template for your, for, for some email campaigns, for a sales page, for okay. landing page, basically anything you'd need um, as a personal brand business. So uh, that's one way mm -hmm. if you just want to learn from templates. Uh, and then I tend to have uh, trainings about once a month. Uh, sometimes they're, they're just free webinars. Sometimes they're paid trainings of, um, you know, we've gone through email campaigns before, by the end of the, the training, you'll have an entire email campaign written out. Mm -hmm. Um sales page training as well um we're we're uh, we're having a again in conjunction with with mike's launch we're having a you know how to build your personal brand or how to how to message your personal brand um mm -hmm. training coming up as well so those tend to be about once a month if you got if you get on my email list um then you'll you'll certainly be aware of those uh, those before they happen you can register for those uh, get yourself in the in that room in that training room so to speak Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. If you want to become a better copywriter, then, then that's the best way to do it. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. All right. So 
Listen up, folks. The things that Jeff just talked about, we will have in the show notes for you to be able to check out. Um, it'll be critically important for you to do that. And tied in with that, Jeff, before we move on to the next section, where can folks find you? What's the best way for folks to connect with you? Right. Best way, it, well, I'll, I'll give you three ways. Uh, okay. First first is just my website, jeffcoleman.com. Don't try to spell my name. Just look at the show notes. It'll be in there. <laughs> <laughs> it's Jeff with a G, Coleman with a K, so don't even bother trying. Uh, jeffcoleman.com. The other way is Instagram. Folks can send me a DM on, on Instagram. It's My handle is jeffcoleman as well. Uh, and then the third way is, is check out the podcast, Psychology Copywriting Podcast, um, where we totally geek out on this stuff. Um, look at what the latest research in psychology and neuroscience teaches us about um, the latest in, in research that has nothing to do with copywriting, what it teaches us about copywriting and how we can write better. For sure. Okay. Love that. Love that. All right. So this podcast is called Relationships and Revenue. And we spend a lot of time talking about the revenue side, but I wouldn't be doing justice to the listeners and viewers if I didn't spend some time talking about the relationship side of things. So let me ask you this. Even before the pandemic, you had relationships going on that are significant to you at home and kind of spread out from there. What are you doing right now to better those, to work on those relationships? And what impact do those relationships have on your business? Well, I'll start with the, with the, with the last part first. What, what uh, impact do relationships have on the business? Um, first of all, uh, I mean, when, whenever, um, you know, relationship with, with my wife or with my kids, whenever it's uh, Rocky's too strong of a term, but you know, if there's any friction there, mm -hmm. then, you know, it impacts my business because it impacts how I can show up in my business. I tend to hold on to, to thoughts. You know, if there's, if there's friction going on in, in a relationship, then it, it tends to present in in how well I can show up and do what I do yes. um, and perform for my clients. Right. Um, so um, maintaining a healthy, good relationship with my wife and kids, uh, well, it's important on its own, of course, but it also is important because it, it directly impacts my relationships, impact my revenue. So um, that's that. Now, those are my, you know, more close personal intimate relationships, but also friendships um, mm -hmm. again, when I'm able to lean into, uh, those who, who lean into me, when I'm able to, um, care about those who care about me and, and give them back, um, you know, the, the care and concern and, and, and all that, that they, that they deserve, um, then that, that tends to mean for me that my head and my heart are in the right place. My head and my heart are, are heading in the right direction so to speak, um, which again, impacts how I can show up uh, for my clients. So there's that direct relationship between relationships and revenue. Mm -hmm. um, I, I'm also a, a uh, massive proponent, massive uh, believer in things like mastermind groups, um, mm -hmm. where not all your relationships need to be about your business. Of course, right. that would be unhealthy if they were. But right before the pandemic, we moved um, Mm. to a place where we knew no one mm. um, yeah. because Vancouver uh, real estate prices are ridiculous. So we moved uh, away from Vancouver and to a place where we didn't know anyone. We didn't have any relationships, relationships with folks. So um, 
So I'm a big proponent, big believer in things like masterminds because those were those friends in that mastermind uh, pay to be part of the masterminds are there. Uh, friends that I pay for? I don't know. No, but you know, those friends, <laughs> those are the ones that have continued to be there for me yes. over this whole stretch because, um, you know, when people, when, when uh, like lockdown happened, when quarantine happened a um, year and a bit ago, um, nobody knew us well enough to include us in their bubble, right? In their, right. in their, uh, we called it here. We had a term we, in, in our safe six. We weren't in anyone's safe six. Yeah. Um, because nobody knew us. So it was those folks um, in my mastermind groups that, that were the friends that I relied on, the relationships that I relied on uh, to keep me sane over yeah. the past, uh, whatever, 14, 16, however many months. Um, and those, so those are the relationships that, that still continue to this day uh, as being the strongest ones I have, because <laughs> even though I'm not going for a beer with anyone right now, um, you know, I, I see them more often than or more more um more times than i see anyone else sure um and plus so, you can do you can have the virtual beer with folks so yeah we've done that yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the virtual old-fashioned um that's right yeah and and right even though those are business relationships we've we've moved far beyond that and we talk a lot a lot about other stuff oh, yeah. um, but a lot about life as well so um yeah there, there's such a direct connection between who you, who's in your life, how you connect with them, how well you connect with them and how well you can do in your business. You know, I, I've heard this phrase for years and even long before I got into being into business for myself, I didn't understand it. It didn't make sense to me, but the phrase is it's just business or it's only business. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I don't do business with a business. I do business with people. Yeah. Yeah. I connect with people. That's our whole reason for being here is connections mm -hmm. with people. Yeah. And if for those of you who are considering starting your own business, who haven't done it yet, if you're going into it with the mindset that it's all about the money, first of all, you've already lost. Mm -hmm. You have. Mm -hmm. And I don't, and you could make, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars. You still lost. Mm -hmm. because you didn't get the point. The point is being in business is not about the business. It's about connecting with people. Mm -hmm. uh, as far as I'm concerned, what I try to do is I try to help others in whatever way I can. And so typically if someone's coming to me, that means they have a problem that they think I might, might be able to help them with. And so I know very quickly in a conversation if I can help the person or not. I know right away if I can help them. Yeah. And if I can, I let them know. But if I can't, I let them know that too. But here's the critically important thing. You all have heard me say this so many times, but it's really important. If you can't help someone with what they're doing, give them options for mm -hmm. others who can help them. Why? Because the goal is to help the person who has the problem. Mm-hmm to go back into the, um, the frameworks we were talking about a little bit ago, the story brand framework, your job is not to occupy the space of the hero. Mm -hmm. The client is the hero. You are the guide. That's your job. Your job is to guide them out of the problem fully into the solution. That's your job. That's it. That's all there is to it. Yeah. And be satisfied with doing that. 
mm-hmm. because that's why you're here. You're solving, as, as Mike Kim says, you solve problems for profit. That's what you do. That's yeah. what a business is. Yeah. And, and you know, it, it, um, uh, I don't know how, how, how comfortable you are with the term or the word karma, but I'll, I'll use it. Um, so the, the other week, a couple of weeks ago now, um, uh, a past client uh, reached out to me, Hey, we've got this, this project. We're a bit overrun. We need some help on, mm. on some copy. Um, for a type of copy that I didn't really write that I don't mm. really focus on. So I told them, Hey, thanks for reaching out. Um, it's not really a great fit. I do more of this stuff, not, not that stuff that you're asking about, but why don't you, why don't I connect you with my buddy? Um, I won't say his name but with, with my buddy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he can help you out uh, really well. Mm-hmm. So um, that was me turning down a, a project. It wasn't huge. It was probably going to be, you know, five or seven grand or something not not huge not life-changing anyway yeah um not that i scoff at five thousand dollars but it's not life-changing money um so i just got a text the other day from that friend who i referred who said dude thank you so much um they're looking at now bringing me on full time wow Uh, and this is a guy that's really cool yeah he's a freelancer he's he's used to the up and down of, of freelancing um but he's also got kids got a got a a, um, a wife um and so that that was a big deal to him so he reached out and said thanks a lot they're they're considering uh we're talking about bringing me on full time now wouldn't you know that same company then comes back to me and it's no longer a five or or seven thousand dollar project it's a a five-figure project right of hey we'd like to bring you in on this one so you know karma has a way of coming around the world the universe whatever as a well, way of, you know, and and uh, Zig Ziglar said the same thing. Yeah, he said, yeah. you know, when you essentially, if you put into other people, it's mm-hmm. going to come back. Yeah, exactly. It just is. It is. It is yeah. a universal principle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It just is. Yeah. Um, I karma is not the word I would use, but that's okay. <laughs> right, it's not necessarily the one I'd use either. But right. uh, you know, I, it's, it's I get what you're well, saying. Well understood as a as a as a concept. But yeah, when you when if I would have just said. Uh, no, that's not the right. It's not a good fit for me. Right. Conversation over. Um, it's no skin off my back, but it wouldn't have helped them. It wouldn't help the customers that they're trying to serve. And it certainly wouldn't help my buddy. Um, and then it wouldn't help, wouldn't help me because I wouldn't have perhaps got that second that's go around right. when they came back again. Absolutely. Um, because I was still top of mind of, Hey, Jeff sent us this great referral. Oh, um, we should go back to him. Right. Cause I'm top of mind. Oh yeah. Uh, which goes back to great how to write or, or what to write in great copy. You, you just, you're trying to stay top of mind with, with prospects and, and potential customers of um, oh, yeah. putting your good ideas out there, putting your message out there so that you stay top of mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are lots of ways to do that. Great yeah. copywriting is one way to do that. Yeah. 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 And, and I've uh, in marketing, we often talk about the funnel, right? You want to start your stuff with start your content with top of funnel. Uh, and I always say t- top of mind is way more important than top of funnel. Um, just being, being the one that, that your potential customers or prospects think of, um, mm-hmm. you know, forget it. I mean, I write lead magnets, so I, I, I like them as a concept, but you know, forget about your lead magnet. I'd rather, I'd rather be the one that they think of when they need, um, when they need that next little bit of work done, or they need someone to coach them through whatever. Mm-hmm. I want to be top of mind, not just top of funnel. For sure. And I'm going to take it a step further and say it this way, be the person Think of yourself. Now, if you happen to be a general contractor, 
okay. But think of yourself as a general contractor when it comes to helping other people. Mm-hmm. And here's what I mean. This is a very common thing for me. First of all, because I've been in business for a very long time for myself. And my, my contact list is gigantic. I, I have, it's huge. It is five figures. I mean, there's that many people on my contact list. I've got a lot. And so people know that I am a connector. And so they may think that I can directly help them. That happens sometimes, but most of the time they don't know where to go. They come to right. me. Yeah. They yeah. ask me, it's like, Hey John, who do you know that? Mm-hmm. And typically whatever the request is, I usually, I have a minimum of three that I can give hmm. whatever it is. And they hmm. also know that I don't ever give out a referral that isn't a high quality, high performing person and or company. Right. Yeah. Because in, in my over 20 years of being in business for myself, of all the referrals I've given out, I've had one go bad. One. Hmm. And I took care of it after that. Oh, hmm. I promise you, it got taken care of. And that person, I never did business with again. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So hmm. the way I say it is, I, I never refer anyone out that I wouldn't send to my mom. <laughs> Seriously, I don't. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like if I don't think you could do a good job for my mom, you don't get referred by me. Because as you know, Jeff, when you make a referral, your reputation is attached to that. Yeah. And it it doesn't come apart from it. So if it goes bad, guess what? In their mind, your reputation Mm -hmm. has been tarnished big time. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. If 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 uh if that referral that I'd sent that I just talked about, if that didn't work out. Uh, you know, if they hired him for a small gig and, and he and he just performed horribly, yeah, they're not going to be calling me back again. Um, yeah, so I I know whoever I refer out, they got to be they got to be top notch and they got to be trustworthy for sure, um, and they got to be a good person. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Oh yeah, high class quality individuals. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, we're coming up to our our wrap up time, and our wrap up time is our final four. And there are four quick questions. You just tell us the first thing that pops in your head. But before I get to that, I want to be sure to just thank you again for your time here today, Jeff, and for sharing with us the fantastic information that you have regarding copywriting. And folks, if you want to learn more about that, check out Jeff's podcast. He talks about copywriting all the time, but he also talks about some really cool things related to the brain and neuroscience. And uh, it's very interesting. Uh, Every time I listen in, I learn something new. (laughs) I appreciate that. Thanks. All right. Now we're going to get to our final four. Question number one. Are you ready? Is that the first one? That is not the question. I'm asking if you're ready. (laughs) (laughs) The first thing that comes to mind is yes. Okay. All right. No, here's, here's the question. And this is probably the most difficult of the four questions. Why did God create Jeff? That is an answer that I used to know and no longer do. We could go for a long conversation on that. Wow. Okay. I I think it's related to, so it's not about stab at it. It's not about copywriting. That's where my, my business answer would, would end up, but it's about what I was asking. No, it's about my, my, my role where I find the most joy is helping other people um, find their voice. Okay. Yeah. Which I can, like I said, at my, in my very intro, I can relate that real easy to, to what I do and how I make money. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, yeah, that's um, be- I think because I was so stifled for so long, mm-hmm. 
whether it was from outside influences or, or my own doing, um, that that is now what I really love to help other people do is find their voice. I, I have to say, Jeff, I'm not surprised by your answer. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, many times people find their calling, their mm-hmm. purpose comes from a place of pain. Yeah. Yeah. It does. Yeah. And I mean, the, the longer story, I know these are like quick answers, but the longer story um, and why we could go into a very long conversation is I used to be a pastor, right? And mm-hmm. I am no longer for reasons of uh, uh, lack of believing the story anymore, lack of faith. So, um, you know, that's what I say. I, I used to know. I used to have like a, a, a God answer. Now I have a, well, I don't know. I'm trying to figure that out still. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I appreciate the honesty. Thank you. Mm -hmm. All right. Question number two, what are you doing, reading or listening to right now? That's helping you grow. I tend to have like five books on the go at any given time. Um, right now I'm reading, um, uh, Guy Raz's book, uh, how I built this. I also listen to the podcast, but I got the book. Um, also, the uh, Mark Manson's "The Subtle Art of Not Giving an F," mm-hmm. the term, yep. um, and uh, and then some random copywriting books. Uh, but that's that's tend to be around what I what I do, how I grow is I'll listen to a variety of stuff, mm-hmm. some to do with what I do to make money, some to do with how I just try to uh, be a better person, be a better parent, be a better uh, be a better uh, husband and, and son. So okay, yeah. Perfect. And then podcasts, always podcasts. <laughs> uh, we mentioned Mike Kim, always Mike Kim's podcast. Yep. Um, always how I built this with Guy Raz. A bunch of NPR stuff, a bunch of a uh, bunch of CBC stuff for my Canadian my Canadian friends. Um, okay. Yeah, on a on a variety of topics again. Mm-hmm. Uh, but might I offer one to listen to if you don't? Relationships and revenue. Well, <laughs> I just assumed you already were. So <laughs> no, no, I'm going to promote somebody else's uh, Jeff Brown's called read to lead. Mm, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Jeff's is one of those that I never miss. Mm. He always has amazing people on there. Yeah. Which by the way, I just interviewed him for this podcast cool. and it will, it will be episode 53. So coming Fantastic. out very soon. Now, the, the cool thing is that Jeff actually has agreed to come back on when his new book comes out in the fall. Mm. Yeah, for sure. And I think um, I think I'm meeting him in August as well. If you're going um, to Nashville, you will. Yeah. 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 Very now cool. I just got to figure out how this Canadian can get his get his uh, get his butt out of Canada and into Nashville. Oh, uh, I think the easy on the, part on the will post be side of a, of the a hard pandemic, part may be getting so. back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very true. Very true. The easy part is getting down there. The hard part is getting back. That's right. Uh, and staying in a quarantine hotel and all that stuff. All right, here we go. Question number three. It's a two-parter, but you'll understand why it's a two-parter. What do you do for fun with your wife, and what do you do for fun with your kiddos? <sighs> um. With the kiddos, we had an epic, uh, we had an epic water, uh, water gun fight last night. That was pretty good. Oh, nice. But just with this summer, we, we finally, or spring and summer, we finally, uh, we invested in our backyard. Oh, okay. um, I got a trampoline, totally redid our backyard. It looks great out there, but I uh, got a trampoline, got a new sandbox. 
Uh, we got four kids, so there's a lot of energy that needs to get out somehow. <laughs> I bet. Uh, and and I'd rather have it get on a, on a trampoline than on our couch or on our bed. So oh, for sure. Um, yeah. So um, yeah, just playing around. My kids are are still young. Uh, the oldest is uh, is just about ten. The youngest is two. Mm, yeah. Um, so they're a lot of fun. Um, so just being present and having fun with them. And then with my wife. Um, we are looking forward to having a lot of fun again. Uh, the world up here is starting to open back up again. So um, we're the, the uh, like I said before, we, we moved to a new town uh, where we don't know a whole lot of folks. So we lost our babysitters. Oh, yeah. That's what we got to find first. Uh, the world is opening back up, but we don't have anyone to look after our kids while we go out on a, on a date. So yeah. we usually just like a, a great meal and then a, a great conversation just the two of us. Okay. Um, because four kids, we don't get barely any time with just the just the two of us. So, oh, um, I know, I know. Yeah, but let me encourage you, man. You got to find ways to do it. Mm -hmm. you got to take it from someone who didn't and is now divorced. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> you got to find ways to connect. Yeah, yeah. It's that's that's the first thing we're looking for uh, is is a new babysitter. So, right. <laughs> once we find that, we're we're uh, oh man, we have we have lots of dates planned. All right, good. All right. Final question. What are you most grateful for? Well, we just talked about them, didn't we? My wife and kids. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. My life would be, uh, it would always be, obviously be very different. There'd be a lot less chaos. There'd be a lot less noise, mm -hmm. um, but there'd be a lot less fun as well. Uh, so yeah, those, those five folks are, are what I'm most, most thankful, most, most grateful for. Perfect. Love that. All right, Jeff. Well, thanks so much for your time today. Really appreciate it. Appreciate you pouring into me and pouring into the show today. I know folks are going to get a lot out of this. You told us earlier how to connect with you so we can connect with you through your website, through direct messages on Instagram. So we know how to get in touch with you. We'll be sure to include all that in the show notes. So again, thanks so much for your time. Really appreciate it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks for having me, John. And when folks subscribe to my podcast, they'll hear from you in a, in a few months. We recorded that one uh, when just a couple, a couple days ago as well. We did. Um, yeah. yeah. That's uh, very exciting. But I only do one guest episode a month. So we're, we're, uh, we'll get your, your, our conversation, mine with you, uh, out in a few months. That's all right. We'll look for it later in 2021. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. All right. Well, listeners, viewers, thank you so much for, sharing some of yourselves with us today. Uh, you have given me something I can never give back to you, and that is time. It's a precious resource, and I don't take it lightly. So thank you so much for investing that time in me, into Jeff today. We certainly appreciate that. If you could do me a huge favor, I would really, really appreciate this. If you could do a rating and review for the show, it really helps a lot, especially when people are searching by certain topics. It helps us, as Jeff talked about earlier, be top of mind. We get to be top of screen, which is certainly important. And so if you could do that for me, I would really, really appreciate that. Thanks again for your time, and we'll talk to all of you next time. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening to Relationships and Revenue. I'd love to get your thoughts on the show. Two ways you can do that are to give us a rate and review and or connect with me on social media. You can find me at John Hewlin. Thanks again for listening. And remember, passion gets you started. Purpose keeps you going. Have a great day and we'll see you next time.
Bye.